Welcome to the Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast with your hosts, Jeremy Thake and Paul Schaeflein. Each week, you'll catch us speaking to expert developers about new tech, lessons learned, and opinions in this space. Hello, everyone. Welcome to M365 Developer Podcast. Today, we have David with us. We are super excited to uh, discover more about the, their products and the solutions. Jeremy is joining us uh, as well as a, a co-host. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Welcome. Hi, Aika. I'm good. I'm excited to hear from David. It's been a long, long time since um, we've we've caught up in person. I'm just, I, I, it was a lunch hall somewhere at one of the big events, David. Yeah, I, well, I think it, it may have been um, uh, drinks at Microsoft Ignite. I think we passed at the bar. That was the last time I saw you in person. David, before we jump into uh, understanding more about your products, can you introduce yourself quickly? I'm David Bowman. I am Product Director for Fresh Intranet at Content and Cloud. My role is really in two parts. I spend my time uh, thinking about our product, thinking about services related to uh, intranet, portals, digital workplace, and the other part of my role, spending time out with our customers, understanding what it is that they're trying to achieve uh, with technology and connecting that to all the normal human beings that work in their organizations. You know, from these products, I mean, when I last spoke to you, when we did the demos, um, I imagine it's come a long way since then because we haven't been in person events for a while now. How would you describe what your products are and, you know, what benefits do they give our customers within Microsoft 365? Sure. So I guess Fresh is probably best described as an intranet product uh, that we've created for Microsoft 365. Um, There's three main parts to it. I guess the most relevant one for today is the features, the kind of technical product bit of Fresh. The second and third elements being uh, methodology for implementation and ongoing client success service wrapper that we put around the customer's intranet. The features bit of Fresh is... I guess best understood as a collection of SharePoint framework components, uh, web parts, adaptive cards, uh, apps. We have a number of uh, reference architectures for intranet. So if the customer is a small, medium, uh, enterprise or beyond sized organization, uh, we've got a, a starting point that the customer can um, just deliver directly so we can get them up and running really quickly, or they can tailor that if they need to. In either scenario, they get a lot of plumbing and governance built in so that the solution is going to scale and be successful over over the long term. I, I guess the, the benefit really for users there, you know, we, we see it as being something that's quite multifaceted. Firstly, Fresh really closes a gap uh, between what we what we see as the out-of-the-box SharePoint intranet experience and a bunch of very good, very comprehensive, but ultimately SaaS-hosted solutions that sit outside of M365. That's good for intranet owners. Uh, you know, they're typically kind of non-technical people and come with a preconceived idea of the features that they want for a, for a great experience. But it remains in line with the organization's IT strategy, and we're giving them the ability to be agile and pivot. Uh, the launch of Viva Connections was a was a great example of that for us. And you know, it's good for the IT folks as well because we're not introducing anything weird into their environment. No new admin functions to learn. No new CMS. Um, we're not subjecting them to any kind of vendor lock-in because. All of the data, the content still lives inside their SharePoint environment. And you know, ultimately, that means that end users get a better experience because the main teams are able to optimize um, for, for their roles. I understand from uh, Jeremy uh, said a couple of times that the last time you talked, last time you've seen each other from the conferences, that your solutions has been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, how long have these been available for customers? So we had our, our technical launch uh, in 2016 as Fresh. 
the code base and a lot of the concepts date back much further, you know, back in the kind of classic SharePoint days um, under when the business was called Content and Code, we were a kind of SharePoint boutique custom development house. Um, and we had something that we referred to as the starter template. It's not a very marketable name. <laughs> so that that really couldn't carry on in its, in its current guise. Um, fresh. It could have been worse. It could have been called like the Fab 40 templates or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For those of you remember that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I feel very old now. Yeah, so uh, fresh. We, we rebranded what was kind of a collection of IP that we had in 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 our business, in our development teams, and, and some of our methodology. Gave it a brand, gave it a name, and launched it in in 2016. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I think there are, especially in this product space, the majority of that market that are building. I think it's too shallow to pigeonhole as internet in a box, but the, but this notion of you know building it for a few customers and every time cranking it and essentially they become one-offs to uh, productizing so that it's off the shelf and configurable is a journey that many, many companies have been through. And, you know, it's interesting on whether comparing that product like for like versus something that just went out of the gates as a product, how different that would be. Because I think there's different learnings because you're instantly more engaged in the customer deployment in the you know, one-off customizing the solution for them versus off the shelf and handing it to them and adding them levers and switches as they go along, right? And so that it's an interesting journey you've been on for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, part, partly the, the journey started with kind of gentle shoves from Microsoft. You know, there were lots of themes around at the time that we put fresh together, kind of 2015, 2016, of helping professional services-based partners think about their IP. Um, what can they reuse? What kind of what service catalogs can you build? What packaged offers can you create out of your IP? Um, and you know that was that was kind of really good um, sort of a motivational start for us as a business from attending Inspire and, and Ignite and the various partner conferences that we were at at the time. You know that, that we came away from those sessions, you know, really thinking about how do we how do we capitalize on this opportunity? You know, for those that the, the field is a very complex organization, and when I say the field, I mean the Microsoft field. For those that are listening with this in mind, like what gives and gets were they giving you? Like, are they encouraging you to go build these off-the-shelf products for, you know, the platform? But were they essentially saying, look, you know, this is something we can go sell into our customer base? Like, how, how did they frame it to, to you in that sense? Yeah, well, you know, I think um, all sellers in any organization are the same. You know, there is a, a limited amount of mind share that you've got with any with any seller. You know, and I'm, I'm talking about people in our own business as well, as, as well as the Microsoft uh, sellers that that we interact with, they they've got they've got their own targets. They've got a huge amount of things that they could do. You've got to be able to put stuff in front of them that is very easy to understand. That they can understand uh, the benefit it's going to deliver to their customer. They've got to be able to explain it easily, and that's quite difficult to do when you're talking about a, a sort of nebulous concept like an intranet, right? So you know, one of the the, the main themes that it, that it, that that kind of early conversation Microsoft gave to us was, how do we turn this into something that is so simple to to explain and and be able to articulate the value of to get this into as many sellers' heads as possible? Yeah, and it's been good to see the field do that. And I know they're very focused on Azure consumer revenue now, but I have seen in some cases they see that value prop in selling the E3 and E5 licenses to customers as well. And so there's definitely work in the art of working with the field. And it, for those listening that are partners, this is something that is a definitely a skill that's valuable. And I'm assuming, do you do a lot of that engagement, David, or? 
I, I don't. I don't personally. I, I would love to be able to, to to get more involved in it. But I, you know, we we have a a pretty big um, mature sales function here at Content Cloud, um, and they all have direct relationships with the Microsoft field seller. So you know, it's even more important to me to make sure that the things that we're doing in in Fresh, uh, the value that we're adding, the the, the structure, the pricing, all of that can be passed on to our sellers who are then able to pass it on to the, the Microsoft sellers as well. So uh, just, you know, even more important that we're keeping things straightforward, that it's not it's not very complicated to explain and understand. Yeah, and that's super useful. Thanks for sharing that. Obviously, when you released Fresh, which is amazing to say this, but in 2016, Microsoft Teams did not exist. And so you built a product around the SharePoint platform. What technologies since you've released Fresh have you evolved into? I mean, you mentioned some stuff about adaptive cards and SharePoint, but there's been a few other big products that have come around recently too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think one of one of the benefits that we've had um, and been able to articulate really nicely to customers as well is the um, agility that doing this in the Microsoft platform gives you, you know, SharePoint framework, which has become a, um, a sort of very common language across lots of different components and, and applications within uh, Microsoft 365. You know, the fact that we're in there, we've made a big investment in it, that, you know, that is the, the primary dev platform that, that we're using means that, it's functionality that not only works in SharePoint, but we can move this into Teams and um, you know any any other platforms that that Microsoft um, provide in future that can that can use SPFX. So you know being able to articulate that as agility to customers meant that we were able to light up Viva Connections when it was launched very quickly for the customers that that were using Fresh because you know we're we're building things that work well with with Microsoft practices. We listen to to instructions and you know absorb. All, all and any um, communications that we can get about the right way to build things, the architecture that you need in place, the engineering processes that you need to follow in order to be able to give customers that agility. Interesting. Uh, David, uh, you said that you evolve the product uh, when when we have Teams, you provide the product on Teams. When now there is Viva, you also provide the functionality with Viva. Where did you start in the first place? Like, What was the idea uh, behind it and what was the initial stage of Fresh? And why did you go with that idea in the first place? So there, there were a few threads that were that we were kind of pulling together uh, back in 2015. As I said, the, the sort of the gentle shove from Microsoft was a was was a big element of it. Uh, the fact that we had a quickly maturing um, Office 365 platform back in 2015, we were also seeing kind of new threats appearing in our main area of business. Intranet and a box vendors were kind of turning up with uh, prepackaged solutions, and also as a you know we were only really doing professional services at the time, and we had a desire to move away from that as being our only line of business, and you know wanted to wanted to build a product. So you know, Fresh really kind of quickly evolved from those four main things. You know, we wanted to have something that that we could take to customers that they could realize value quicker than lots of workshops that produce the same outcome anyway. Uh, we had lots of existing IP that we wanted to tidy up and rebrand. So it just, you know, at the time, everything just came together for us really quickly. And Fresh became a, it was initially, you know, really a go-to-market proposition for professional services with a bit of product built in. And, you know, now, it's its own thing. We've got a long list of happy customers. We've got a business unit within the content cloud group that you know we've really started to see as an ISV business within the the, the MSP of content cloud. That's awesome. 
how can end users leverage from uh, Fresh? Is it available in a team store or office or any other stores that they can take a look? Not yet. Fr- uh, Fresh is co-sell ready. Um, so we have initiatives with, uh, with, with the field sellers. But putting it in the stores is, you know, we've, we've been around it a little bit. Uh, I think longer term, we'll, we, will, we may take some elements of Fresh and, and put them in the store. But I guess, you know, we've really seen Fresh as being quite a broad product in its own way. And we're heavily invested in making sure that customers are having a good experience with their intranet, and you know that that's really been the main thing, uh, the main value proposition that we've been we've been putting out into the market. We've got big plans for expansion next year, um, and you know we think that there probably is some elements of it that will end up in one or more of the stores. Yes, yeah, interesting because like the notion of your products, I mean. This is why I was saying earlier on about internet box not really being a reality, right? Like you don't just click bang and here's your internet because every company is so different. Like I look at our MSW, which is our home internet, and do I go to it every day? No. Do I go to it when I need to find my pay slips or time off links? But it's envisioned that that is your homepage for for the whole company, which is four hundred and something thousand people. And so I don't think, from a store perspective, this one necessarily makes a lot of sense and I'm assuming you have customer success managers within your company that you know you're not just buying the product you're having someone come in and help manage the whole thing end to end right yes and and in an, you know I guess we've we've kind of changed the approach really from being kind of one off implementations to being something that's that takes a much more longer term view of success generally the hard work with intranet starts at launch you know, I don't mean to trivialize the work that goes into to, to getting it set up, but maintaining usage, maintaining adoption, you know, for, for lots of organizations that we work with, you know, they see this as being the front door to every transaction that's happening around the organization from onboarding a new employee to offboarding a new employee to finding out information about strategy to discovering which applications I should be using. You know, I think we've seen the dynamic shift over the last three years, hybrid working, continuing that, that, you know, Previously in an organization, if I wanted to know how to use the expenses system, I could call over the desk to somebody or grab somebody in the kitchen. Right, you know, that, right. It's my cat that's sat next to me now, right? He, and he's useless uh, helping <laughs> me to, to use navigate IT. So, you know, I think intranets have, have a bit more of a kind of important role to play in helping employees to navigate around an organization. You know, and I guess that you know, Microsoft Teams being, being, you know, kind of part of that as, as, as well in there as a digital workplace and connecting employees to technology is you know, kind of a big, a big role of intranet digital workplace portals. Now, you may not want to share because the product strategy and the vision of where you're going, but are there, is there a particular thing in mind you think you'll put in the store? And it's completely fine to say, Jeremy, no, we can't share that. Yeah, so you know we're we're um, building we're trialing a number of components with the Microsoft Graph Toolkit at the moment. We've been finding ways of spending less time doing development but creating stuff that's valuable for our for our customers. And the Graph Toolkit's been a great example of of a way that we've been able to do that. So it's you know potentially those kinds of components that that we would move into the store. I've seen other vendors that have kind of trial versions of their intranet or components of their intranet. You know, I'm 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 not entirely sure that I like that model that much. I'm sure it's it's valid for the, for them. Um, but you know there are elements of fresh that that we think that we would probably put in the store. Uh, you know, in, in terms of web parts or components that that we've assembled using uh, some of those Microsoft technologies. And I'm just literally pinging Fabian and Seb back channel here to be like, <laughs> are you aware that Dave is doing this? Because we're <laughs> yeah okay. 
We're talking to those guys. Yes. Awesome. Yes. There we go. The system's working. It's there. It's happening. It's all. It's all joined up. My team is on fire. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, this is awesome. My favorite. My favorite tool in the graph. <laughs> Graph toolkit is the best. I want to go back. I wish we'd recorded this to get Aisha's reaction when you mentioned that you're trialing MGT. She looks so excited. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Everyone's so passionate <laughs> about technology. You know, a lot of the questions we ask here are, are more generic about just the market, the customer in general. But with the internet, are there particular verticals you go for? Because it, that's an interesting product segment, right? Like, you know, many of our partners that we're going to interview on here would be like the health care sector, or the finance sector education sector are their main targets but how does that work for you in fresh yeah so to, to date we've been as and as a business as a content cloud business we've been very broad um as what we do and i guess we see verticalization a verticalization strategy is the sort of kind of next step for us as a business of um, being able to present information information content services applications in a in a more relevant vertical way you know i guess with fresh we, probably financial services is is most represented across all of our customers but you know that's that's been through kind of referrals and success in a certain area um, rather than an intentional strategy you know our next step is really to to make that an intentional strategy and have uh, go to market offers and features and demos and, and functionality in the product that are more relevant for, for for certain industries you know i guess we have a we have a fairly big focus at content cloud and public sector that's been a um a, you know a big a big thing for us over the last 12 months with a dedicated public sector team um who are doing a great job um across the microsoft 365 set of functionality that that's impressive literally and um one trick question, David. I mean, the Fresh is built on top of Microsoft 365 developer platform, obviously. Any feedback you'd like to share about uh, Microsoft 365 developer pro uh, platform or what kind of things would you like to see Microsoft doing uh, for your products to be more successful, for your customers to be more productive with your uh, products, Fresh? so that you know we can carry through yeah so um i'll, I'll do the safe for work version for, <laughs> for today <laughs> so you know i guess um apis 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 uh, i just want all the apis um as as many as i can have for, for every button click and it, it's not even necessarily that i would want to use all of them um it's just knowing that i could do would, would give me um extra extra comfort in conversations that we're having with customers where they've got, you know, edge cases that are going to be very important for part of their business or specific scenarios that they're trying to cater for. Uh, just, you know, having, I think, more APIs. And I guess from a selfish perspective, and, you know, I'm sort of half joking with this, keep them within Microsoft 365, make those third-party uh, SaaS platforms work much harder, right? You know, I'll, I'll be happy with a set of uh, shared APIs for those of us that are working um, within Microsoft 365. And I guess away from that one, you know, search is something that comes up more and more with customers, you know, particularly when we consider the, you know, we're moving people from SharePoint into Viva Connections. They're looking at their intranet in Viva and, you know, what how the search experience works in in those scenarios is something that, you know, we'd like to be able to do a little bit more, bit more work with. So having search as a more of a developer platform would be awesome. Are there, are there particular scenarios with uh, give me more APIs that come up a lot with your customers in terms of scenarios they're trying to unlock? So curation of content for internal comms teams is a, is a, is a really important area. So just you know having being able to have more control over how content 
and how and where content is displayed um, is it's just it's a repeating theme. And the more APIs, the more services that we could have in in those scenarios, the the better. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I the biggest challenge I find is like where was I having that conversation, or how did I engage in this particular topic? And you end up having to jump between Teams and Outlook and Yammer yeah. to try and yeah. find it. And yeah. Search is doing a pretty good job of that, but. Um, I can imagine if you're building an internet, that similar type of thing needs to happen as well. And so yeah. the search API is kind of doing what we do is really, really important. Yeah, you know, I, I really like the direction that search is going. It's been really good to see um, some, of the, some of the changes coming through over the last 12 months. And just having having more of that opened up and being able to build and extend the user experience and that first letter typed in the search box would give us um, would give us some real, real depth. Yeah, and the good news there is we're actually hiring for a new lead role to own the search extensibility for the whole of M365. I'm part of the interview loops and some of the candidates we're looking at are really, really strong. So I'm kind of excited that there's more of a double down investment there. And so awesome. I think obviously that won't be an immediate thing. That'll be a year down the line kind of, this is what you'll see the fruits of it all. Yeah. But um, I'm really glad that, you know, we see that as a fundamental part of search that the platform itself is really important for other partners to be able to build yeah. on top of. So. It's good to hear that signal from people like yourself as well. That's awesome. In terms of the product itself, and you know, you've talked about the field, and you've talked to CoSell, you've thrown acronyms <laughs> like MSP out there. I try, I've tried to avoid them. Yeah, that's right. What initiatives are you plugged into within the walls of Microsoft in all those different areas that help you run your business? You know, I think as a as a content cliff, I think about content cloud as a as a business. Um, you know, I think generally we're we're pretty well connected. We're on partner advisory councils and jumpstart and and product programs as a business. So we get a a kind of generally good set of information, and you know that's been a combination of uh, effort that we've put in. It's you know we we invest heavily in the relationship with Microsoft. You know it's it's important that you see it as a partnership rather than just being spoon fed a lot of information, but but also individuals across our business establishing great relationships with with their own contexts. So, you know, more locally for Fresh, we've been well represented on uh, like the content services program, which has been invaluable in terms of strategy and insight into the run-up to the Viva launch. As, as I mentioned, we're on programs for the graph and, and meet regularly with various people uh, across Microsoft. So, you know, I think it's kind of the combination of knowing knowing uh, knowing where to go and who to go to, but also making your own investment in in the relationship has been a really important part of us developing um, a productive Microsoft partnership. Because, you know, I think the one thing that Microsoft does a really good job of in contrast to other vendors is that commitment to pushing information out to the community um, and keeping partners informed. But, you know, as I say, important that you're kind of actively contributing to it yourself. Yeah, it's a really good tip. And I do really appreciate the level of engagement that we've had, even the times we spent together. And I hear it from others in the teams as well. And I think, you know, yes, we do do a good job of communicating via emails and announcements in our case on the graph tap program with the team's channels and so forth. But I think having a two-way dialogue really, really helps because you start to build those things. And when we have incubations that come up, the ones where we have two-way are the ones that come top of mind straight away to be, oh, we should get content and cloud in, in these incubations. Whereas if you're just sitting back consuming we just assume that there's not an engagement level there and then therefore you don't, you know, you're not top of mind for the incubation. So playing that two way is, is definitely really, really important to us. So I appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, even, 
even those community calls that um, you know the, the various teams at Microsoft are running, it's really hard work delivering those sessions with the level of consistency and quality. So you know it, it has to be it does have to be a, a two way thing, and you know respecting the amount of time and energy that gets put into putting those things together is really important. Yeah, definitely. I, Jeremy's team specifically, they're really um, active in the community. They're engaging one on one with um, ISVs and also developers, not not only the ISVs, uh, individual developers as well. They're quite helpful. Uh, my last question, uh, David, you, you mentioned that the, the fresh is not available in the stores right now on Teams or Office Store, but it might be there in the future that you're planning out. Where can, the, I'm, I'm really curious to see fresh and maybe a little bit of demo or the visuals, where can people who are interested in understanding more about Fresh go and check out? I will definitely do that at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Great, great. That's good to hear. So, uh, freshintranet.com um, is the best is the best place to go and start. We've got uh, no end of forms that people can fill in on there to uh, to get demos and and get in touch with us and talk and and, and chat. Um, so, we we would love to hear from anyone that wants more information about Fresh and uh, the products and the services that we're providing in this area. We're also aiming to get around as many of the relevant events across Europe and um, and in the US next year. And I would be very happy to come back and update you on our on our progress as, as we go through next year no we're super excited <laughs> yeah i've always loved your brand when you first launched it i loved all the creative aspect you've done and this new one is really nice too so whoever's in charge of your brand work there is really really cool it makes a big difference yes yeah it's it's you know it's it's really important the, the, when you're when you're aiming things at um, internal communicators, yeah, right. um, you know they they need things that are going to look great and you know represent their content and their, and their brand really well. So that you know that's a been a bit a cornerstone of of what we've been doing in Fresh. Well, look, I really appreciate your time today, David. Thank you so much. Great to speak to you. Yeah, it's great to hear. You know, from a business perspective, and you know, from a how you get the product to market, what what you've learned there, and I appreciate your openness to to share today. And um, we'll absolutely get you back on because I think, you know, the evolution of this is going to, who knows what product Microsoft's going to come up with that you need to integrate with in the next few years that you need to start planning for. And I think, you know, the yes the way that you've managed to continue to market this and, and drive and come with us is really, really important. So a big thank you for all your support in the ecosystem. And uh, thanks, Aisha, for, again, another podcast. <laughs> we'll, uh, we've got another one coming up in two weeks. Um, I can't remember which one it is right now because I've still got a bit of a flu, but it'll be a good one, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. I hope you get better soon within two weeks. And thank you, David, for joining us today. It was so nice to hear about Fresh. I will definitely deep dive more and reach out to you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Microsoft 365 Developer Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at m365devpodcast and check out our show notes at www.m365devpodcast.com. To help us spread the word, we'd really appreciate it if you could retweet our episode tweets and give us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks. 